0: Horror-horror-horror-movie?
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> Let's make our movie? Oh, I, wonder, I wonder what will would be like then. Brains in jars, I'm gonna guess.
0: We're a long way for God knows, son.
1: Slowly Coming wh- out of his mouth. Crawling out yeah, of his that's mouth, his cool. skin. No.
0: So he doesn't save them, the bridge goes down, people die. And he's like, oh well, job done. Clarence. Can yeah. we
1: try take two again? Yeah.
0: All <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying is maybe don't trust sentient hats to make life-changing <laughs> decisions. But
1: thanks for your correspondence, Jatos.
0: <laughs> Welcome to Let's Make a Horror Movie, everybody. I'm Dave. I'm John. And this is the fortnightly horror podcast where one of us comes up with a horror movie sketch or a synopsis, a yep. first draft, if yep. you will, pictures it to the other one, the other one joins in, tries to improve, yep. and then we throw it out to the audience and ask you guys to improve input and... Uh, generally get involved with the premise yeah
1: and a lot of the long term listeners who have missed the last episode be thinking oh 19 must be John's pitch it's an odd number that's how it works that's what we're comfortable with yeah
0: wrong (laughs) we don't like change me especially oh Uh, oh, mate you've been shaking oh I threw a tantrum like a leaf I put my fist through the window the police were involved they were that's all I'm saying (laughs) but uh, hey I'm free now for the time being (laughs) let's, let's do this so anyway this podcast fair warning Silly, nonsensical, quite absurd. A
1: yeah. little bit of foul language,
0: Li- you bastards. Quite a lot of foul language, sometimes quite coarse. But, you know, it's also very, very highbrow.
1: Oh, undoubtedly.
0: It's highbrow hiding in middlebrow yeah. <laughs> with a foot yeah. in lowbrow.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But it's all brow, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, that that's on our webpage. It's all brow.
0: It's all brow. And for those new listeners, any new listeners out there, is it, this podcast is in four acts. The first act, John, is... Feedback. Yeah. yeah. The second act is...
1: Cultural highlights of The Last Fortnight.
0: Yeah. Stuff that we think our listeners might find interesting, because, yeah. frankly, we find it interesting. Yeah. It,
1: I mean, it's tough, which we've done. And yeah.
0: seen and heard. And then act three is the pitch itself. It's
1: the real meat of the pie.
0: And act four is the sort of pitch, yeah. post-mortem...
1: Bit of silliness.
0: Na- name search, title yeah, search yeah. for the movie idea. Yeah. Last yeah. week we had a lot of sort of theological discussion. We did. Fact. It got it
1: got quite quite deep, quite heated. Covered an awful lot of ground. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, we covered the schism in the church we brought did. about by the uh, Transformers the movie yeah. from nineteen eighty six. We all learned
1: a lot about nuns. It was um, nun heavy. If you're a nun <laughs> and you missed last episode, you have missed your shot. You'll be kicking yourself for missing
0: <laughs> last episode. If you were a nun, you need to make a habit of it.
1: <laughs> and that's what this podcast is all about. <laughs>
0: Welcome to Art One, I yes. guess. Hello. This is the act where we get a bit of feedback on last episode's pitch yep. and, and anything else that our listening yep. audience deigns to tell us.
1: Yeah, I've got a little bit of feedback. If you, do you want to go first?
0: Let's kick off with J-Dubs, who is our sort of full-time, fully employed, uh, but no with no health yeah. benefits, north of the wall correspondent up in Scotland.
1: He is really like the fifth beetle of this.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or he could be more like the Brian Jones. Yeah. You know, sort of die at a swimming pool. And then you hire Ronnie Wood.
1: Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome, J-Dubs. Um,
0: <laughs> his email is entitled, Episode 18, Fun Nuns and Footrists. Huh? Dear Sister Rodimus and Sister Wristbiter, <laughs> don't worry about the feedback song. I'll get something over to you in the summer. What a teaser. Brackets or something that will be forgotten by all and indeed for the best. Okay. Close brackets. <laughs> Regarding Smashed Smash, I guess that was your Valentine's Day. I think it gift. was, yes. Really pleased that he's responded to this. <laughs> I think you're probably reaching back even further than my references. What's next? References to the original Clangers <laughs> It's been remade. Yeah. Or a reference to May to December nineties sitcom
1: <laughs> Don't you tell me what, what May December is. Man? So 90s
0: sitcom about an old solicitor who marries a woman half his age. <laughs> 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 It was because I referenced Cracker in the last episode. Is that why they were getting deep cut 90s references again? Okay. (laughs) Question. How many references to Big Train is John allowed to miss before you slay him on air? (laughs) From my listening, there is a clear reference. Oh, yeah. Warm Through Cakes. Yeah, that is a Big Train reference. Yeah. And a half reference. The Bat Puns. Which, I don't know, my Big Train memory might be failing me there. Yeah,
1: I don't remember the um,
0: bat I Well, we had, yeah. the, we had. yeah, I don't remember it from Big I'm Train. I'm proving
1: him right by not knowing what he's talking about.
0: Yeah. And you were quite right, though. Actually.
1: I should be, should, should be quick.
0: Oh, hang on, here we go. He says, uh, the bat puns featured in a scene with Simon Pegg as a DJ with child labour forced to rise. Puns, that's right. It <laughs> yeah. was a Batman pun yeah. in that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that was really good. Guys, go watch Big Train. It's really good. Holds up cats
0: have dirty claws (laughs) pretty sure the bbc have picked up zulu jesus and johnny Gandhi as the next two years christmas animations instead (laughs) of the usual (laughs) julia donaldson effort
1: yeah
0: pretty sure kane is on the voiceover and this is how they will get over the height issues
1: (laughs) (laughs) i think james corden's doing judas isn't he Mm,
0: a musical judas yeah he says, oh, regarding the pitch. <laughs> to be honest, my feedback is pretty light here. Okay. It's a right stressor of a pitch, enjoyably grounded with no overt supernatural element. It was consistent and strongly themed.
1: Oh, thank you very much.
0: In a separation from my usual casting format, it's not. No, I'd much. suggest Maggie Smith plays Mother Superior Bernadette. I like that. Tandy Newton plays Ariel. <laughs> Olivia Coleman plays Ava. Helen McCrory, Polly from Peaky yeah, Blinders. Yeah, I don't tell me who she is. There you go, plays Rose. And Ian Smith plays the Bishop. Ian Smith is Harold Bishop from ah, He would
1: be, do you know what? A couple of those are actually quite good. Olivia Common would be a really good um, Sister Ariel as well.
0: Also, I think I think uh, Ian Smith is actually in a horror movie. So if anyone wants to enlighten us as to what yeah. that's called, feel free to yeah, do yeah, so. Yeah, no, please, please do. I also quite like the idea of Katie Brand's as one of the nun-goons. <laughs> I think she's pretty good in a straight role, but does she risk is. impacting the tone somewhat.
1: She is. you know what? I think that. I honestly, I think that's a fantastic idea. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm genuine because I like. Her I can see rant.
0: her going a bit yeah. Nurse Ratched. Yeah, in, but in a sort of nun. Yeah, yeah. In a habit. Perch and Sarah Finowitz would have to settle for the roles of homeless guy and policeman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So I guess well the homeless guys they're dying. Yeah. um Was a there a policeman per- in it? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, the could
1: police came. Yeah, no, you could have put me as a kind of. So basically, at this song. point,
0: J Doves is suggesting that these people are almost doing it because they're your mates. Yeah. So they go, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll <laughs> turn him up. I'll give them a lot of roles. I'll turn up you just be a policeman yeah, yeah. with no lines at the end yeah. of your movie.
1: It's, they really are kind of like Robert De Niro's to star, Scorsese
0: as well you know I can't comment on single gloves and bare hand helmeting legal proceedings are ongoing of course PS get well soon Randy the guy introduced yeah. the axe last yeah, week yeah right.
1: it's taking another bad time for Randy
0: PPS it's skins not skins obviously <laughs> or skind not skind yeah. or skins not skind or skind not skinned, depending on the four different variants yeah. of how you could read that, that she he has not spelt it phonetically that has, clears it up
1: that yeah. clears it up very very nicely
0: Peace and love. No more letters, J-Dubs.
1: <laughs> you will not be signing any, any more autographs I'm afraid.
0: Thanks for your feedback, J-Dubs. I mean, yeah, thank you. Yeah, literally no uh, feedback on the picture in that one.
1: Apart from just glowing praise, I mean, if from, you've overlooked that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I got feedback from long-time supporter of the show, Martha, who was who's actually knows nuns in some way or another.
0: <laughs> She's a nun known. <laughs>
1: nuns are known yeah. to her. Yeah. <laughs> She's got the real inside track on nuns and all things nun related. Good nun knowledge. Oh, yeah, definitely. She's got a very good working knowledge of nuns as far as I'm led to believe. (laughs) Okay, so... uh,
0: Nuns so knowledgeable, some would say. (laughs) I often do. Nun superior, even. (laughs) Sorry, carry (laughs) on.
1: Okay, now she says she can't give it the Catholic seal of approval.
0: Oh, no. And uh, that is what we needed. It I'd is. actually written to... I, I was seeking the papal seal. I don't but he's
1: he's taken a turn for the worse recently because he's actually become quite ill. Has he? That's why he's not getting back.
0: Oh, maybe he's got coronavirus. That's that's the rumour. COVID-19. Not,
1: that's the word on the street. Mm. That's is true, by a, way. Is, it
0: is, a, true. is this a stupid question, but are there 18 other Covids?
1: Yeah, it must be.
0: Because, like, yeah. it just feels like, look, if this is the one that's going to take loads of people out... Mm-hmm give it a better name
1: I don't know, like COVID- the
0: stormer <laughs> oh you got the stormer he's caught oh, oh he's caught uh, yeah, oh, yeah. the stormer oh where's bill oh yeah bill uh, he's got a stormer because <laughs> so nobody nobody's saying covid19 everyone's still calling it coronavirus which is yeah. technically like incorrect. bunch of saps <laughs> <laughs> so it's like well look we don't all want to be you know passively technically incorrect all the no, time of course. but we also don't want to call it like the 19th variant yeah. it's like a bad email address yeah. You just come up with something with a yeah. sort of nice ring to it. I,
1: I agree. I think in trying times like these, you need to give an eye to sort of like aesthetics. Else, what's the point? Marketing. <laughs> Jesus
0: Christ, yeah. people!
1: Without that, we're already dead, guys.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we're basically walking corpses at this yeah. point. I mean, I'm I'm fifty percent sure I've got it, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and therefore, so am I. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. A lot of kissing.
1: <laughs> yeah, an awful lot. That's how we get ready. So we get in the zone. <laughs> that's how we
0: get in the zone for the podcast.
1: All right. I think there's a reason why all those mad court leaders come from the branch of Protestantism. So like, this is true. Jim Jones, for did wasn't Catholic. He was um, a Protestant. So that that's a fair point. So she says, I see how the visual aesthetics of Catholic convent and nuns are appealing to set the scene, but doesn't quite hit the mark because she's saying because the reason why Catholics tend to horror films tend to be kind of supernatural is because it feeds into that whole thing whereas more evangelical madness to be fair does tend to come from the more kind of um
0: so what we're saying is the criticism here yeah. is that you've almost mixed up your churches.
1: Yes, I've put a Protestant style story <laughs>
0: into in a, a Catholic dress
1: ah. because I mean it's, it's, I think it's a fair point. Now the the one thing that she does say, which I do completely agree with, in my limited knowledge of nuns, <laughs> and it is limited, yeah, as it yeah, is amazing. limited
0: nunology, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, is that nuns tend to be by and large reasonably smart people. They're quite sharp. Because they're nuns.
0: Right, yeah. I they mean they don't... The no am questioning this, though. But,
1: but too smart to fall for these kind of shenanigans. Yes. That's the point.
0: But that's a fair assertion. My, yeah. only, my response to that was the same as I said in the episode, which is, ultimately, you could make a case that any belief system mm. can be exploited. True. So I think, without wanting to get too into it, there are a lot of psychological instances where... Yeah say people uh, stay in situations where they shouldn't yeah or you know get into situations that they should not yeah. be in because of, of different circumstantial yeah, psychological right. pressures and a belief system enables that exploitation and so sure objectively you would say these people are too smart to get wrapped up in a cult yeah. but you know if the circumstances were right i i'd believe it in a yeah. horror movie circumstances oh, you I know mean, no I- problem
1: I mean to sort of quote. She says they probably would have tied Ariel up and sent her off to see professional psychiatric help she needed. They would be too disciplined mm, yeah. to allow. I such love that things. little
0: little sneaking giveaway there. Um, thanks, Martha, into nuns and their penchant for tying people up. Yes, yeah,
1: Discipline. Not so.
0: just the case of calling the boys in blue and or or the men in white coats. Yeah. Or a mix, yeah, and saying like, "Can you please take yeah. Sister Crazy away?" It's oh, like, yeah. no, well, we'll tie her up. We take care. Of, we yeah. TCB. We're taking care of fucking business." I mean,
1: it's like that phase for being like unprepared, or you're like a nun without a rope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, a
0: ropeless nun. I feel like a ropeless
1: <laughs> nun today. I've come out. Without, I've got none of my tools in me. It's a classic saying. All, all yeah, out exactly. With. Yeah, no, that's yeah. good
0: insight though. And
1: one thing she does um, say she says Ariel could have gotten more nun, nun volunteers to do the dirty work. Non so non volunteers. Non 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 volunteers. Non-nun volunteers. So, so kind of um
0: Like non familiars. Non familiars.
1: <laughs> that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> yeah. um, which I think that's a fair point because see those sort of things do draw in quite a lot of volunteers and stuff and a lot of um people from the parishes and whatnot. Mm. A lot of like lay help and stuff. So sort of like white belt nuns. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so you said so maybe you could you could put in some kind of volunteers to do some of the dirty work, before the nuns get involved too much. So Ariel was preaching to a more fanatical base yeah. of non-nuns before moving on to the nuns. We
0: could, you know, if you really wanted to take that on board and try and factor yeah. that in, you could introduce some contrivance whereby, you know, perhaps she's poisoning the water and the food. Yeah. But, like, not poisoning to death, but, like, in terms yeah. of some sort of psycho... Yeah. Face drug, yeah, yeah, there
1: drug. could be some kind of extra element to that, definitely.
0: So they are more vulnerable yeah. thus you can, yeah, can believe yeah I think
1: that's fair. Or you maybe just write it in. It's 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 a nunnery for, for for nuns who are like, I don't know, don't fit in other places. <laughs> Yeah, the
0: streets, nuns. Yeah,
1: everyone like dirty dozen for of all months. the bad ass
0: nuns that are just too a bit too disruptive. Just can't play by the
1: rules. <laughs> yeah, she also there's a lot of feedback as well about where in America you couldn't set it. Oh yeah. Um, so there aren't that many Catholics in the U.S. Northeast would be your best bet: New York, Boston, Philly, maybe, um, or maybe even L.A. I was thinking actually more somewhere like Detroit. Could have mm. got us of homicid for that. But apparently, that wouldn't be quite the right I wish place, you'd but... mentioned
0: that in the episodes, since yeah. you had an idea for where it should yeah. be based, and didn't I say. Did, I did, I didn't you say. You literally said somewhere in America. <laughs> I thought I was clear. Which led us onto the whole... Uh, <laughs> I sex. thought
1: everybody would have worked a knowledge of where Catholics are yeah, based. Oh,
0: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Um, so thank you for the feedback.
0: Yeah, thanks very much for the feedback, uh, guys. Always appreciated, yeah. as is uh, anyone that writes in, or uh, or tweets John, yeah. at Laman pod, that's yeah. LMAHM pod on Twitter.
1: Keep it coming. You'll see me trying social media.
0: So, yeah, we're also on Instagram uh, under Let's Make a Horror Movie. And you can email us at Movie at dreammail.com. And, uh, yeah, if you do enjoy this uh, or previous episodes, please do rate us and review us on... Yes, very important. Um, uh, Ideally Apple-based products, but otherwise, you know, have at it. It all helps.
1: A couple of people already have. Thank you
0: very much. Yeah, we love you. That's all the feedback for... uh, (laughs) Mission, mission. Yeah, <laughs> God, I kept wanting to say nuns on the run. Yeah, I just really wanted to, but it's but they not. didn't run anywhere, though, would they? They weren't running anywhere except to an early grave.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you could go. Nuns running into an early grave, but it's too long for the poster, isn't it?
0: Nuns on the run to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> nuns on the run to heaven bound. <laughs>
1: heaven bound is quite good.
0: heaven bound. Heaven
1: bound is actually quite generally quite good.
0: I mean, you know, look, I'm two weeks late um yeah but, it's already been named but hey yeah. heaven bound
1: yeah guys if you give dave a good run-up he'll fucking smash it <laughs>
0: <laughs> give me two weeks notice folks welcome to act three two, two. welcome to act two, two everyone yeah. um yeah there's no funny we don't have any guest voice artists today no. to introduce the act well sort i mean
1: like randy's left quite a mess
0: well randy's dead yeah. yeah, I hadn't told you until. Uh, so yeah, I I didn't tell anyone. I'm not completely
1: surprised. No, he didn't. He didn't look far from that. He
0: was in, right. He was in a bad way, but I think you could already tell just from the look of the wound.
1: Thing is, the thing is, that when I first came, he was just right, springing a step.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, he was. He was. He had a had a lot of adrenaline by that point. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he was winning. A, that was, was winning. really what was sustaining him, I think, yeah. through those last hours. But anyway, look, it's nice to have him captured for posterity yeah. on the previous yeah. episode. We'd
1: always be known as a podcast that had Mandy's um, last words.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can hear a lot of him on our sister podcast, yeah. The Soak in the Boards. Yeah, he was a uh, uh, well. He, I mean, he was basically a co-host on that. Yeah, wasn't he was, he? yeah, yeah. Uh, For he a had long time, a lot to say about it. You I mean, had him, you know, um, a lot.
1: Yeah, some very um, different opinions on that.
0: Yeah, very, very big bladder.
1: Yeah, and open-minded. <laughs> Um, <laughs> big of bladder, big of mind.
0: You know what they say: big mind, big bladder. Yeah, they do. F- famous say. <laughs> yeah. I think it's one of it's one of Aesop's fables. I think it might be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: The tale of the pissing shrew. I think it was.
0: I think like you have been yep. really been around and actually yeah we have both in getting into false that. values. So it's early days for me. So I've got not got a lot to say other than I'm quite enjoying it. He's dead. Yeah. Oh. Well, we've got our first caller. They must be here for the kisses. Yeah. Um, it's it's so Randy's I
1: mean, wife. That was quick.
0: <laughs> Randy's wife. Well, she's not here for the kisses. Yeah,
1: I mean, stop calling. <laughs> <laughs> it's been dealt with.
0: <laughs> He's fucking underground now, yeah. okay? Like, it's done.
1: We'll see you in court.
0: <laughs> I haven't really been doing much, I'm afraid. Uh, I've had some very busy life admin. And as such, I've limited myself to a bit of a true crime binge... I watched the documentary, the HBO documentary, The Jinx. Yeah, which
1: I've not seen, but I'm.
0: Which is very good. Nothing but good things. And full of um, things like a guy going, uh, my name is Robert Durst. (laughs) Well, I killed them all, of course.
1: We should have got him in to do the
0: acts. Welcome to Let's Make a Horror Movie.
1: Nice one, Bobby. Got it in one.
0: That's John. And I'm Dave. Thanks to Robert yeah. for the intro. Yeah, maybe I'll cut that out from here and put it at the start. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's great. Uh, uh, well, no, yeah. well, well. He's I mean, he's great. He, he's he's not great, obviously. But he's that's a great. That's a great documentary. And uh, you know, I'm sure I shouldn't say it, but it does all seem to be available on YouTube. So uh, oh, that's nice. the, that's the drinks mm, yeah. featuring Robert Durst, <laughs> uh, real life killer. And besides that, I'm currently halfway through uh, the Madeline McCann documentary on Netflix. It's a uh, Part uh, Yeah, you're yeah, really, really,
1: really enjoying the, uh, the the grim stuff. How about you? I've been relatively busy with stuff. Um, I'm elbow deep in three books right now. The one I've already mentioned, Book 8 of The Rivers of London. I'm also enjoying Adam Neville's Banquet of the Damned, I think was his first novel. It's very, very good. Um, I'm also reading a little bit of history. I've read a cracking book called The Anarchy, The Relentless Rise of the East India Company by William Dalrymple. Mm. It's very good, very horrific. At this point, I mean, it's not written horrifically, but it's about an horrific topic, so Ooh. yeah, that will probably cast a shadow over a few future pictures, I have no doubt.
0: Now I mean, on, is that why you brought Gandhi into the last it, episode? It is. Do you know what? If probably. you look at my
1: pictures, you can definitely see my studies of the 1800s coming up quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's nice, and no horror movies. Um, oh, yeah, there was one I watched, VFW Veterans of Foreign Wars, it's got Stephen Lang in it, real schlocky, bloody, it's about a load of veterans in his bar. Woman walks in, being chased by some mutant junkies. Cool, and it's basically Assault and Precinct Thirteen in the fuck out of some junkies. Nice, but all like evil and stuff in the near future. Very good. Very evil junkies it. sounds yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, it was good. That no, was no, a, nice, no. a nice thing. All the principal characters are played by like veteran action stars. So that's yeah, very good. Recent movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A really recent, made by the same guy who directed Bliss, which is another cracking oh, yeah. film, which is actually on Shudder right now. If you haven't got Shudder right now, you should. Yeah, bliss. Again, I've been watching bliss recently. It's amazing. As
0: Stop shivering well. and shudder. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. I should wait for shudder. Yeah, well,
1: shudder if you're listening. You're welcome.
0: I'm open. <laughs> yeah, that one's free, but you have to pay for the rest. He's uh, got
1: books at ease, man.
0: Uh, so they don't call me Mister Brownstone for no reason. Bobby, welcome to Act Three. Kill them all, of course. <laughs>
1: smashed it again Nick. there
0: we go thanks Bobby Durst
1: help yourself to the fridge
0: big man Bobby could actually feasibly see if uh, Big Bobby Durst wants to guest host got a
1: lot of time in his hands because
0: he is around he's free yeah. and easy as far as I know he's yeah. not incarcerated is he
1: not? nope
0: <laughs> any <Anywho, is he laughs> who he who we live in a
1: damaged society <laughs> <laughs> fundamentally broken and unprotected y'all gotta purpose. watch
0: the jinx I'm telling you he doesn't talk like that he's from nah, like Brooklyn or somewhere Jersey Right, Act 3. Yeah. Thanks, Bob. Um, so, look, quick caveat. Yeah. John, you did two pictures in a row, which yeah. was heresy in its truest form.
1: And according to J-Dubs, both very good.
0: <laughs> if only you can monetize J-Dubs' feedback, then we'd be laughing. I don't need to, mate. It's all, um, all warming me. I had an idea that I was working on, didn't get finished in time for the last podcast, hence you stepped up and smashed it out of the park. Oh. However, instead of finishing the pitch I had started for the last episode... I threw it out and wrote a new one. Oh, nice! So uh, we'll see if it's any good. I think it's very loose. It's not one of my historical epics. Oh no! It's uh, modern day. Oh, wow! But it's like a loose drawstring bag, and <laughs> uh, you know it needs a bit of darning yep. around the edges, if that's the yep. right word, patching up. Yeah. You yep. know, I mean, get your sewing easy... kits out. Come with your ideas. Throw <laughs> this them in is the, the most pot.
1: contemporary metaphor you could come up with. <laughs>
0: Starting a yeah, yeah. drawstring bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the kids will get this. Oh, I don't know. What's a kid-friendly reference? Um, it's like, hey, Dougie had come apart down the middle and all his guts were out. And all the little other Hey Dougie friends that could speak had to go and get help. Because well, they're
1: all, they're all children apart from Dougie. Though. Oh, are they? So they'll just be panicking really, <laughs> <and>
0: screaming. <laughs> yeah. And he's big as well. Big? Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's big. I mean, the yeah. thing about Hey Dougie is that mm. if he ever went mental, yeah. all those kids are dead.
1: Yeah, definitely. So
0: I've, it's a huge amount yeah. of trust on the parents' part.
1: I'd imagine if this happened, it would be like dropping a slow pot of like Castle. Do you know what I mean? It'd be just a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean now I just can't get the image of Hey Dougie going mental you know, like something spooks him and he just yeah. starts tearing those kids apart. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I mean, the carnage. Yeah, it would be bad. Yeah. I mean, is that the last episode? Have, we, have they we haven't,
1: we haven't got to yet. It has been foreshadowed. I, think, that,
0: yeah, I think that's how it might yeah, end. Yeah, there's been
1: some strange, strange badges given out recently. Yeah,
0: the final scene is Hey Doggy being yeah. euthanized by the police.
1: Yeah, I think that's episode I saw was the Get All of Your Affairs in Order badge. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite, quite a fun episode. They had a lovely song <laughs> at the end.
0: So look, I've written this thing. I hope it's at least enjoyable. John and Dubs and any other listeners, this is like door wide open for this to go any which yeah. way. So let's see what you think. I'm looking forward to it. We're doing a
1: cold open. Okay. We're
0: following a guided tour as they are led down a sunny, cobbled street by a man waving some sort of stick to get their attention and mm-hmm. directing them through an unassuming doorway in the side of a stone wall. Ah, is a steep, narrow old street, a close in Scottish parlance, descending for some height and distance before meeting a small crossroads and continuing up the other side of a steep incline. The backs of tall buildings rear up on either side, so all we can really see of the sky is a narrow slot above the distant rooftops. Mm -hmm. As the last of the group enter the darkness of the doorway, we follow three fellows in hard hats, high-vis and clipboards, surveyors, if you will, as they fall in behind the last of the visitors. All the while, we can hear snatches of the tour guide's explanations. These are the Southbridge Vaults. They Ooh. date back to the 18th century and were built into the arches of Edinburgh's South Bridge, Sealed up for over a 100 years, accessed only by these rare tours, this group is one of a lucky few. Ooh, exciting
1: idea. I'm assuming it's based on real stuff. South- based on real yep. stuff,
0: Southbridge really exists in Edinburgh. Was- the Southbridge Vaults are a real thing. So that's all we get for the overheard context before the hard-hat fellas veer off from the tour group. They've descended a dark, narrow, winding stone staircase, seemingly into the volcanic rock that supports most of Edinburgh's old town. Mm -hmm. At the foot of the stairs, we see the vaulted ceiling tunnels leading off in all directions. Narrow but high enough to walk in without bending over, and down each vein of tunnels there are countless dark doorways emanating sheer, pitched black, whilst the odd one appears to have been lit from inside. Uh, The surveyors turn down one of these corridors and we hear the chatter of the tour group subside as we pick up some snippets of context from the surveyors. They're here to see a crumbled section of vault wall in one of the off-tour vaults reported by a previous tour guide. So they're walking down the increasingly narrow crumbling stone corridors and we get snatches of shots of the pitch black doorways they're passing. Surveyor A asks one of the others about these vaults and things he's heard about them but the senior chap there is dismissive. And talks about their original use as businesses and storage for businesses. Nonetheless, Surveyor A is becoming increasingly agitated at some of the doorways they're passing, having a literal shiver at at least one of them. The deeper they get, the rougher everything gets. The corridors with their dirt floors and carved stone walls start to give way to rock floors and hewn rock walls. The lights are now nothing but old generator-fed work lights casually attached at increasingly distant intervals along the walls finally, we see light emanating from a doorway ahead and the surveyors turn into it. We see a massive vault spread out before us, a immense scale in comparison to the tunnels that led us here. Yeah. About 10 meters wide, about 3 meters tall, with an arched roof. Here they find the small transformer unit just inside the doorway, with mm-hmm. a couple of super powerful work lights set up. Nonetheless, about 10 meters inside the vault from the door, the light just sort of doesn't penetrate. Yeah. So it's so long. Yeah. Even these work lights, you know, they don't illuminate it to the end. You've, it eventually yeah. gutches into darkness. You get an
1: idea of space, but no idea how big yeah.
0: you're Yeah, really it. so it's big, but you don't know how deep it seems to go I on for it ages. creepy. Yeah, I mean, I've been down there. It's fucking scary. It's like just a wall of black after a while further into this vault. Two of the surveyors make their way towards one side of the vault about eight metres in. We can see a small pile of stone that appears to have crumbled from the wall, exposing a hole. The men talk amongst themselves, loosely speculating on what's on the other side, whilst also tying off the structural concerns. Like, is it safe? Is it going to keep crumbling? This is why they're there. You know, structurally sound, etc. One of the men is frustrated. He can't figure out whereabouts they actually are in the vaults in relation to the bridge above them and Mm -hmm. the streets above them. Because that's obviously part of what they need to determine for safety reasons. As the two are going about their business, the third chap is wandering around the rest of the vault, variously looking at the generator and peering into the blackness towards the far end, mm-hmm. um, just as the light starts to flicker. Oh, shit. The two uh, other surveyors, working the wall, laugh about the lights and the idea of how creepy it would be to be down here without them. Of course. As they're pulling away at some sort of the stones around the hole in the wall. The hole at this point is now big enough to fit someone's head and shoulders through and so one of the men gets his torch out and leans down into the hole oh, using his shit. torch to see what's inside. I hope he's
1: not too attached to his head.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're seeing this from the uh from the you know the vault side. Yep. Um so we're just basically seeing his back and legs sticking out you know whilst he's calling back to the other guy. The lights flicker again, but this time for a beat or two longer than the last. Just enough to give us a second's pause as to whether they might come back on or not. Mm-hmm. The second they flicker back on there is a horrific garbled scream and the torso of the man leaning into the hole shakes violently as the other fella pulls him out. As he slumps onto the ground and looks up, we see he no longer has a face. Whoa! Just wide lidless eyes and a gurgling scream as he fights to crawl backwards away from the hole, blood soaking his collar and shoulders, and ragged skin around his neck and scalp where it's been torn away. The other fella screams for the help of the third guy, who, as the camera pans around, is sat on the dirt floor, cross-legged and staring with a crooked head at the unfolding scene. He's inexplicably dressed in a tatty leather apron, filthy stockings and what looks like it used to be some sort of billowing shirt underneath, though it's tattered and ragged, no longer in his high-vis or hard-hat gear. As he looks at the remaining unaffected surveyor, he grins a black-toothed grin and shuffles towards him on the dirt floor with his hands. The surveyor, wi- the surveyor with no face is still making horrific, anguished noises in the yeah. corner, as he convulses on the ground, and a glance back and forth is the mistake the final chap makes, as the body shuffling across the floor towards him strikes his knee with a nasty looking rusted hammer. Oof. taking a huge chunk out with it, kneecap and all, as the man screams and drops to the floor, writhing in pain.
1: Yeah, you do needy kneecaps. Oh,
0: it's, it was smart, for sure.
1: Yeah, but I suppose he's still got his face. So he can't yeah, exactly. Yeah. You
0: know, beggars can't be choosing. is
1: always greener.
0: The shuffling monstrosity moves with unnatural speed to the no-face gurgler and stoves in his head with the hammer. Oof. The lights flicker out and back in as the knackered knee fella starts clawing <laughs> his way in the dirt towards the doorway. As he reaches out towards the door to pull himself along, a huge iron spike drives down through his hand and the thin layer of dirt into the rock below, immediately followed by the clang of the hammer driving it down further. Ooh, no. In the screaming mess of blood and tears, Mm. the withered, tired face of the blacksmith leans down and looks into the eyes of our screaming kneecapped surveyor before inserting his two hands into the surveyor's mouth and pulling the lower jaw and head apart in a final grim... Screaming fit of gore before we drop to black. Oh no. The final shot in this opening scene is a cut to the tour group who we saw at the start. A few people in the back of the group suddenly turn their heads and look down the corridor with the flickering lights. Nice. And that's the end of the cold open.
1: That's very cool.
0: So a bit long to read, but you know, in terms of actual screen time, yeah, yeah. it wouldn't be much. Yeah, yeah. Because you're just following these people entering and mm. going down, little and actually, so it's a couple of minutes. But
1: you, you, you have set your stall out.
0: Quite often I try, when I try and write these horror pictures, I have something I want to say, something I want to reflect. Of course. This one I just wanted to do, you know, something that would just be balls to the wall, entertaining. Yeah, fair play. Nothing too, you know, taxing on the brain. Yeah. Just deliver.
1: Sometimes you just want to see a little bit of visceral.
0: Sometimes I just want a Friday night gore fest. Yeah. That just delivers. And already, we've,
1: we've we've gone sans face and someone's lost a kneecap.
0: You can't go around losing your face. You can't. I mean, you know, people just take it for granted a yeah. lot of the time, don't yeah. they? I think that's a big yeah. thing. And quite often with faceless folk, they weren't thinking about it. Yeah. And then, boom, one day, yeah. they can't remember the last oh, place they it. put it. We've all
1: sat around and gone, oh, no, he's committed a folk part. He's lost some face over that. <laughs> yeah. We don't think about what we're really saying, though. No. We're really interested yeah. where those faces come from, and it's from losing your actual face.
0: And the thing is, where do they go? No one yeah. ever talks about where the faces end up. Yeah, there's
1: no face fairy
0: there's no face recycling either and actually a lot like black plastic it's very difficult to recycle yeah. faces yeah there it is just one of these things
1: so you've tried your best to make, make use of them haven't you <laughs>
0: yeah oh uh, well, I use them um, I uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I use them as a tea cosy yeah. or various things keys hand them. keys um, a, like a flower I put them around flower pots
1: You hang keys off them and they're also hand keys <laughs> You blow your nose Which one were you referring
0: to first? <laughs> hankies or hanging keys?
1: I am annoyed to say hanging keys. <laughs> hankies is much better. Yeah. <laughs> if you've been affected by any of these issues, please contact <laughs> yeah. the podcast For the appropriate faceless authority. You're sitting there without a face, just getting increasingly incensed. We apologise.
0: Yeah, apologies in advance to all no face listeners, because yeah. Um, yeah, I know we have a few. This isn't about you. <laughs> Not everything's for you
1: guys <laughs> I mean, It's all said... about
0: you and your lack of face At one So at one begins with the scenes of the tour group We get some exposition around those Due to become key characters As well as mm-hmm. some broad stroke side characters Of course The tour guide's name is Peebles oh. And he'll be showing you around the vaults today oh, we Hello also... Peebles
1: <laughs> Hello
0: We also meet a couple Marlin and Clive oh. And friends Anne. And Greg. Mm. Um, So we'll get introduced to them with doing these sort of intro scenes of exposition much of the early scenes are vaults history from people telling the group including some details about the kind of people and work that went on here are they
1: all out of towners are they all natives um, I don't think Scots? we know I think it's a mix it's You're a mix bad, yeah.
0: it's not really cover I mean you get a mix of tourists and locals on these things especially yeah. the vaults tours because they um yeah they're rare and you yeah. have to
1: I mean to be fair like you look like you do any other tour
0: any other tour <laughs> yeah. so yeah you got a fascinating bit of insight into how tours yeah. are not yeah. the demographics of tours or yeah. are- sort of on a sort of broad average
1: so we we, we have clarified it's a normal time <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, you're welcome listeners so much of the early scenes are history including some details about the kind of people and work that went on down here in the vaults before they were sealed up mm. so we're talking a large stone rim with a stone ceiling of about three meters it's lit by flashy work lamps situated around the edges Cables in neat line along the edges of the stone floor mm-hmm. flowing down one of the lit corridors. So everything's stone hewn essentially. Yeah. So like there's no like recessed lighting. Yes. Yeah, you know, all lighting is work lamps that have, you know, yeah. power cables running from them down corridors in yeah. voters to been, a generator the, somewhere. Yeah, right? they
1: left it all intact.
0: Around the room are a series of arches, most of them pitch black, but a few are lit. And we see an example vault, for example, one of the lit ones is an Mm -hmm. example vault and a couple of corridors are also lit. All rough stone top to bottom. The tour group moved through some stone rooms and corridors being drawn to various key historical elements of interest. Mm -hmm. So we're very much in a normal group tour at the moment. As the group are learning some particularly curious facts about one of the vaults they're in, we hear the scream of the surveyors from the intro. Uh-huh. As the lights flicker and panic starts to set in, so although the intro ends with a cut back yeah. to them, we've just sort of caught up it from their of point course. of view. Yeah. Uh, so the tour guide's helper, Joe, uh, Joe, who,
1: and <laughs> Joe, Joe and Peebles.
0: Joe and Peeps, the tour guide's helper, Joe, who's been bringing up the rear of the group as they've moved through the vaults, mm-hmm. volunteers to investigate, and Anne and Greg offer to go with, you mm, know, just in, folks. just in case. in case, Joe needs help. I mean, at this point, you're it's odd. Yeah, but you know that there are other people. Yeah, you know, it's not just a scream out of nowhere. You know there are other people down no, there. People, someone's
1: someone's in need of some
0: assistance. People saw the surveyors going down, so at this point nobody's going, "Oh, the fuck, ghosts or whatever." No one's doing yeah. that. And so Anne and Greg are like, "Oh yeah, we'll go, we'll go, we'll help you grow, You know, what, yeah. in case something they need help or whatever. So the tone of the group though changes from a sort of light-hearted spooky tour to a bit more of an afraid and watching the shadows kind of approach bit of nervous chatter yeah. a bit of a pause thing. so so you know obviously people stop the tour while yeah. Joe and Anne and Greg fuck off they've,
1: they've already got more than they bargained for and not and nothing's happened to them
0: yeah right? so they're like oh hey folks we're just going to pause the tour yeah. here Joe's going to have a look we'll see what happens
1: probably at least one of them's going to be a bit annoyed a bit like oh I've got I've, I've got to have a meal in a couple of hours Mm-mm. I've got a table booked and oh having... are we
0: going to get a refund yeah yeah are we going to yeah, have yeah. to pay for this is yeah. this part of the tour Exactly. You know, that kind of. You know, One of I mean, there, there's always tennis. some. There's yeah, always well. some. <laughs> I mean, don't. Uh, you know, that accent was just pulled out of my arse. It could be.
1: Yeah. You thought somebody rude. You ain't with that accent.
0: Uh, uh, are we going to have to pay for this? Is this part of the tour, we should not have. It's my god given right not having to pay for this. I shouldn't have to wait here whilst. Yeah, go looking for the harper who's screaming. Interesting
1: choice to go with that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> None of these accents reflect any kind of personality types. Yeah, yeah. They're just thrown in the mix. All right, so where were we? Where were we? Where were we? Um, yeah, okay, so by the middle of the first act, we're essentially following two narratives. Yes. So Joe, Anne and Greg tentatively making their way down some narrow stone corridors in search of the surveyors and the source mm-hmm. of the by now multiple screams. Mm-hmm. So after they set off, yeah. more screams occur. She,
1: she could be a doctor of some kind. So she's like, "Yeah, I'll come with you." So
0: I'm an, I'm a, yeah, I'm a paramedic or something. That'd yeah. be quite. That's so that, nice that, little... that
1: makes like Peeps go. Fair enough, Joe. Peeps
0: go with Joe. Yeah, yeah uh, not Peeps. Peeps says Anne go with Joe. Exactly. <laughs> or Joe, maybe Anne's willing to go with you. She's a paramedic.
1: Exactly. Thanks,
0: Peeps. <laughs> like saying Peeps. So yeah, so two narratives: Anne, Greg, and Joe. By now, multiple screams, and also the remaining tour group, the other narrative, with Peebles, the guide, and Marlin and Clive, who are now sort of a bit more known to us, mm-hmm. interacting with the group, investigating areas around the group's vault where they've stopped and waited, getting their phone lights out and, you know, peering cool. into dark rooms and stuff, discussing what might be happening, all all the usual stuff, so, we, you know, there's some time spent there. Yeah. Uh, and of course the Clive group are increasingly scared by the additional screams that have since been heard in the yeah. distance, you know, and again especially because some of their party have now gone off. Of course, yeah yeah. So nobody knows at this point whether it's the same screamer as the original, whether it's Joe, Anne, Greg. Yeah. You know, so that's very unnerving. For the... In,
1: in the dark you're hearing screams. So yeah. in situation.
0: So People's Party had agreed a timeline. If Joe's group weren't back in fifteen minutes, the main group would head back to the exit and everyone would regroup there. Makes sense. It's starting to push on towards the 15 minutes now. That's
1: why Peeves is in charge and Joe's not.
0: <laughs> that's why Joe's crowd control. Yeah. And Peeves is the mouth.
1: The worst part of it is Peeves started about a year after Joe did. Yeah. You know, he's that level-headedness. that's it. The thing yeah.
0: is that Peeves just has his confidence, you see. Yeah. And a lot of people mistake confidence for aptitude. Yeah. Because people are largely sort of yeah. bad at critical analysis, I suppose. Of course. Yeah. Uh, but it does happen. Yeah, it does. And so, yeah, as yeah, you're right, Joe, capable pair of hands, experienced, but, but he's doesn't maybe have the flair. He's
1: also probably getting a little bit about it now. He's yeah, got something time.
0: wobble with his confidence probably at some yeah. point. Little thing at some point, maybe personal life, maybe professional interaction, but. Whatever it was yeah, yeah, just undermined his confidence that little bit that was enough though yeah. it was a crink in the armor and their bosses they saw it and they just uh, yeah. didn't they lost their belief in him and then along comes peebs he's five peebs in.
1: 5 years as junior but yet good he's looking got, yeah, he's, good looking lad he's got he's got the whole patter down he can keep his cool Joe just can't compete anymore.
0: Tells a lot of pretty lies.
1: Yeah, yeah. The words, but others, he actually reminds Joe of a younger himself, <laughs> and that's that's the real sting the tail of it.
0: Yeah, that's true. Very yeah. like a younger Joe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And when Joe was that age, you know, I mean, it, things were different. Yeah. Things were different. It wasn't. It was harder for for the Joes of this world yeah, it than was. it was for the peeps. But you know, but it, um, yeah, the
1: whole world at his feet. he didn't even know it. That's it. To be struggling. That's
0: yeah. it. I mean, it took Joe a long time to save up for his two-liter yeah. diesel golf.
1: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> sounds like a golf yeah. was a golf <laughs> a little insight into um, Pete's and Joe's normal I working life at Peeves, the tour company
1: I think Pete and Joe are generally our most well thought out characters
0: so they'd agreed that if they weren't back in 15 minutes or so yeah. they'll fuck off to the exit and meet there uh, it's about that time now Anyway, cutting back to Joe, Anne and Greg. Mm-hmm. We're following them down the flickeringly lit corridors with gaping black arches either side of them as they nervously traverse their way down into the deeper bowels yeah. of the vaults to where Joe believes the surveyors were headed. There's a jarring scene as they're approaching one archway in the corridor that's lit and Joe turns and whispers that this isn't the room that the surveyors were in as they're about to pass it. Yeah. So they slow down and uh, as Joe stares inside, he freezes. We get a slow reveal alongside Anne and Greg of the inside of the vault as they stand in the corridor looking in. On the face of it, we see three men in hard hats and high viz with their backs to us, illuminated by a large work light in the centre of the vault. Of this <laughs> we get long enough to drink in the differing heights of the men one very yeah. tall, at least seven feet, another only wow. about four feet, and the third somewhere in between, but standing in an odd manner.
1: Like that old John Cleese sketch. Bit like that,
0: yeah. but without the giggles,
1: yeah, yeah. and hold social commentary.
0: Yes, Joe silently draws our attention to the cables running down the narrow corridor behind him, mm-hmm. which are feeding all the lights. And at no point, we realize, that any of these cables cross the threshold into the vault. Oh. So, what's powering the light? That's cool. As we're contemplating that, the tall man turns to face the trio, bowing slightly, he leans into the light so he can be seen clearly. Underneath the hard hat and the high viz. He's wearing a battered leather apron and work clothes befitting another era. And he's wearing the sheared face of one of the surveyors, stretched over his own like a fairly well functioning mask. The other two turn and similarly they're wearing the other two faces of the surveyors. Slack, raggedy skin around the edges and what looks like iron rivets holding them tightly in place. Nice. Let's just get the fuck out, screams Joe, and we get a panicky run through the maze of corridors towards the exit.
1: Yeah, I can imagine.
0: (laughs) Towards the end of Act 1, it's largely centred around Peebles and the group trying to find their way way back to the exit. Mm -hmm. Cue a lot of flickering lights, disturbing things in dark doorways, and someone getting snatched into the darkness. This brings a rise in tension with the conflicting need to get to the exit versus Mm -hmm. trying to find or retrieve the person who was snatched. Marlon and Clive and another group member that was with the snatch e do try and venture some way into the darkness where the person disappeared. But with Peebles panicking because this route back to the exit shouldn't look like this, mm-hmm. he fucking bolts and everyone follows, basically, sure. including Marlon and Clive.
1: May I ask a small technical question?
0: Go for it. So
1: we've got flickering lights, yeah, um, but we've got people with phones, yes, and also Peebles has got his trusty old torch, his yeah, old, his old mag light, yeah. Do they flicker also?
0: No, they're, purely they're, the overhead it's lights. just the overhead lights. So all these lights are uh, fed just by huge power cables, all coming, yeah. in, coming from some yeah. central generator, apart from the one that was actually in the surveyor's room, which so, had it generated yeah. in
1: there. So they're like draw distances, um, constantly varying from a few feet ahead to maybe a few more feet. It's constantly going back and
0: forth. Yeah. And like, um, again, I've been down there, so I can tell you firsthand. They had a little lighter corridor it could be, yeah. you know, 50 foot long. And off that corridor, just that, and and you know, it narrows about a meter and a bit wide. Wow! Just maybe a little less than three meters tall. Sounds like a nightmare. And all the way along, one or both sides, depending on the corridor, yeah. are these stone arched doorways. And yeah. in them are these vaults. They're all vaults, and, and they're just pitch black because obviously it's a, so. Fine. Yeah. So the only ones that have any light in them are if there is another set of lights. Yeah. Fed off this generator. In there to illuminate them, otherwise, if you can imagine a sort of yellow lit corridor Mm. with just black holes all the way down it, that's terrifying. It's fucking terrifying. It's real pure darkness. Yeah, you know, not a hint of light in there at all. So that's kind of that's the setup, and it's like a Warren of them. So Act Two opens on Joe, Ann, and Greg again Mm -hmm. as they come to a stop because they were fleeing the riveted faces, the riveted two-faced men. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Act 2, opens like Joe, Anne and Greg as they come to a stop in a larger cavern to catch their breath, confident, finally, that nothing is following them at this point. There's some scenes here with them trying to comprehend what they've seen. Yeah. Figuring out that they're lost, annoyingly, and getting scared out of their wits by the lighting dropping in and out, with the outages lasting longer and longer. Yeah,
1: I can imagine. Terrifying.
0: So, they come up with the idea of following the power cables... As they should eventually, somewhere or other, run back up to the exit. But as the lights drop out this time, there's a loud clang sounding like a hammer striking iron, followed by Joe screaming and panic as one of them tries to fumble for their phone light. As the lights come back on, it's apparent that a huge, flat headed iron spike has been driven through Joe's foot into the stone floor beneath. Oh no. Unfeasibly deep and secure.
1: He's bent. The pin joke.
0: It's pinned. No, pinned
1: Joe. He he's been Joe pinned. Yeah, been <laughs> Joe pinned, yeah.
0: Joe Pinny Pinman.
1: A metaphor for his career. <laughs>
0: True, yeah, yeah, yeah un- absolutely. Un- I he's... mean, you're really reading between the lines. I really am, and yeah. you're nailing it. I've
1: got <laughs> like
0: Joe. <laughs> hey! Um, Joe Pinman. Pinman's actually his second name. <laughs> uh,
1: in this. A little, a little, he, he's joking. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we should have known that from from my old like, Tim No-Face. From the,
0: from
1: the beginning.
0: <laughs> so he's literally pinned to the ground uh, yeah. and in huge amounts of pain and everyone's going, what the oh, fuck God is God going on?
1: Boots filling up with blood sources.
0: Sort of so yeah, so yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Cue yeah. further scenes of panic regarding discussions of escape, mm. getting help, having their phone torches ready for when the lights drop out next. I'd imagine
1: Joe is Phoebe trying to... Not Joe, sorry. Well, Joe himself and Greg trying to get their fingers under the pin but can't quite... You've got f- I mean, fingers in squelchy boots. It's oh, like, oh, if it's you close. can
0: imagine sort of 18th century engineering. Yeah. You know, like a huge iron fucking, yeah. not like any normal sized nail, like yeah, a yeah. huge fucking yeah. like foot long thing with yeah, a big like, flat head.
1: Like, railway sort of Right,
0: exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's been they're like, driven in with like a sledgehammer.
1: So I can imagine you've got like Anne trying to calm him down because he's paramedic trying to keep it cool. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to get their fingers underneath and it. And you've it's got, like, you're layering
0: on top of that the fact that it shouldn't even be possible. Yeah, how is this even happening? What the fuck is going on? They're like? probably
1: making a real mess of his foot, trying to get it out, trying to get
0: screaming, the blood. Or. Yeah, I mean, just the whole, the whole Absolutely. thing, whole kitten caboodle. Brilliant stuff. Oh, you're too kind. So anyway, so they're sorting out all this shit, panicking, checking out yeah. their phones, discussing over concerns over battery life and stuff. It all culminates in a heated argument that sees Anne going for help whilst the reluctant Greg stays with Joe. Okay. So that was, bit, obviously they were all going to follow the power cables. Yeah. This happens, then they're like, "Fuck, we're not all going to just wait here. Yeah. We don't know what the fuck's going on." It's, and stuff. You could have man. like Greg's
1: like, "I'm not staying here," and then she's like, "If you leave, Joe on his own, he will die from blood loss and
0: shock." Yeah, well, this is it. So basically, you can imagine how that discussion would go. Yeah, at the end of the day, Greg doesn't want Anne to stay behind while he goes for help because is that, a horrific thought. Yeah. He'd rather that him and Anne just fucking yeah, yeah. left Joe because to them, Joe's just yeah. any old. And
1: she's saying, Look, I'm all right. I can, I can get there and I know what I'm doing. If you, we leave him, he's done. Yeah. I'm not Shop sure how much
0: like Anne would be loving the idea either. I mean, if it was me, I'd be like, Pfft. But I'm you, thinking. You know, it's, it's, you know, yeah. Which dog turd do you want to yeah, eat? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, literally it. You don't want to eat either of them, but I'm, one of them's going in.
1: I'm thinking good old Anne Bandages, as I'm assuming she's called, Ann and Bandages. is going to have a lot of training and know exactly what's happening.
0: So a reluctant Greg stays with Joe and goes for help. Yeah. She's following the power
1: cables. Of course.
0: Coming back to Peebles and his remaining tour yeah. group, at this point besides himself with panic at the seemingly changing layout of the vaults, mm-hmm. unable to find the corridor that leads to the stairs that take them up to the exit, the group are maintaining a position and trying not to panic. Scenes here with Marlon and Clive trying to learn more about the vaults from Peebles. Yeah. Um, so they're thinking like other entrances other exits is there anything useful they can
1: you've been down here for years mate you've got to know something he's the tour guide
0: he knows yeah so what can they find out from him but all that happens is that he starts relaying stories of all the odd things that have happened too frequently too frequently once the vaults were opened for tours initially which is why they were shut down largely and they're only Mm. allowed to do them very rarely now for special occasions like this also half remembered stories of rumors of nasty things happening, people going missing, voices being heard. Yeah. It's a USS Indianapolis moment, basically. It is. It's uh we're all sat in the boat and he's going five hundred men went in the water, like twelve came yeah. out or whatever, you know? So you're like, fuck, we're in that water now, shit. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of what I was going for, but obviously it's not a whole script, it's just a quick synopsis. We've seen here then, where over the shoulder of Marlin, we see another of the group members watching a doorway, through which they see a person pass. Clearly thinking it's one of the group, that group member that's seen it follows yeah. them through the archway, and then we follow Clive as he's watching that happen, and mm-hmm. he shouts after them. The group member that wandered off, We start following them, and we get a scene going down a long straight corridor before seeing the lights at the far end start to gutter out. Again, classic horror thing. Um, And one after the other, they each start to gutter out, getting closer and closer. Group member realizes what's happening and turns to go back, only to be confronted, kind of loot and bust moment, by a short filthy man in a hard hat and high viz, looking up at him through another man's torn face. Before a tall, double faced man appears behind and pours a smelting bucket of melted iron over the shoulders Ooh, of our iron. group member. And thus we get a grisly scene of his death and discovery by the remaining group. Yeah. So I've kinda of skipped over that, but that would be a fucking yeah. grim oh, melting, scene. You could go as, sizzling flash. Yeah, you could go as far as you wanted with that really yeah. in terms of what you're showing. Peebles' group then becomes super defensive and on yeah. high alert. Now they start to experience the flickering lights themselves yeah, yeah. and they start getting their phones out and ready and looking for any defensive implements they mm-hmm. can find. Coming back to Joe and Greg, Greg is increasingly uneasy about Anna having gone off on her own course, and being yeah, yeah. stuck here waiting.
1: They're due to be wed in a month. I mean, <laughs> Jesus. Exactly,
0: it's his fiance.
1: Yeah, I mean, they come down here as a special thing because you've wanted to do it for years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. She, she spent her whole life in Edinburgh, never been down there before.
0: Exactly that. Greg's getting increasingly uneasy about Anna yeah. having gone off on her own and being stuck here waiting, and trying to keep themselves, i.e., him and Joe, illuminated with their phones yeah. every time the lights go out.
1: Yeah, Joe's so, starting to look very pale at this point, shaking.
0: Joe is breaking down a bit at the pain and the situation, so it's fucking tense. Yeah,
1: he's like a lot of blood loss.
0: So we get a large chunk of scenes here where Greg sees and hears things in the corridors. Mm. So bear in mind, he's basically standing next to Joe. Yeah. Meters away, he can see these corridors snaking off and archways. And they have well
1: well lit themselves with phones.
0: Although the lights are on mostly, whenever they gutter out, you know, the phones that are are on. Greg starts to see and hear things in the corridors that he thinks might be ants. So he eventually leaves Joe to go and look. And by that, I mean, he only walks like five, ten yeah. metres away. So he's, you know, very nearby. Yeah, he but He can he's like walked.
1: look back and see Joe's yeah, light. So he's walked
0: immediately away from Joe, but he's not actually left oh, him left. Him. Gotcha. But as he gets to, say, one of the corridors and looks down it, the lights gutter out again and Joe screams. And we find basically, again, not going into huge detail, his other foot has been nailed into the stone Fuck floor in the absence no. of Greg being there. He's
1: been nailed again. So, like,
0: Greg bolts back to Joe, yeah. lights are on, his, his both feet are now absolutely minging. You can't even fault your
1: knees because your feet don't work that way. I'm led to
0: believe. Well, here we go. So, anyway, Greg comes back and he's obviously screaming and trying to sort Joe out, and Joe's yeah. screaming, and it's fucking horrible. And then this descends into a series of scenes where Greg is basically losing it. And thinks he's seeing things or whatever and keeps going yeah, yeah. away from Joe. And every time he goes away from Joe, the lights fall out and something happens. And basically, wow. it ends up with... This happens a few times to the point where Joe's hands and feet are all nice. pinned to the floor with the iron. But of course... It's not like he lay down. And yeah. so if you can imagine it happening with an immediacy from the second it goes dark. Yeah. So he's ended up pinned in such a horrific way that it's yeah. broken an arm and a leg. Yeah. So he's all like twisted. God, um, like a really
1: horrible twister.
0: So it's, yeah, exactly. So he's got all his appendages riven into the stone floor.
1: Jesus.
0: In the final Blood bla- must be
1: pissing out.
0: Well, quite. So he's broken one of his arms and one of his legs in the process yeah. of this. He's nailed in at all odd angles. And in the final blackout we see, Greg returns to find Joe with his face torn off, but still alive, before Greg just runs screaming down oh a random oh corridor, shit. leaving Joe to whatever fate the awaits. The
1: spluttering coughs of the dying.
0: So Act 3 opens with Peebles' group, still in the same location we mm-hmm. left them last, but in a mess. Yeah, the, the lights. I mean, they've had a guy melted to death. They've lost a guy to the darkness. They've got turned
1: around. They can hear the screams of it. They can um, hear
0: shit. They can hear voices, um, you know, all kinds of weird things. They don't know where they are. And Peebles is kind of losing it because he knows, you know, it's not his first tour of the vaults. So he knows certainly the tour routes very well. Yeah, And so he can't understand why the exit isn't where it should be. Yeah, he's all turned around, Daniel. So the lights have started going mental, and the few remaining people, including Clive and Marlin, are trying to keep each other calm. As they're watching down one of the lit corridors, we can see the lights guttering out again, starting from the far end. Damn. Building tension as the darkness draws closer and closer, Clive draws up an iron pole that was lying on the ground, yeah. and stands to one side of the doorway, ready to swing at whatever's coming down it.
1: Oh, shit. In the
0: silence, we hear the sound of approaching footsteps, and as the final light drops out, Clive swings, just as Anne appears from the mouth of the dark oh, tunnel, no. striking Anne squarely in the face of full pelt. Oof. As her body hits the ground, the three twice faced men appear in the darkness behind her, and the group bolts in panic, but not before the last unnamed member of the group is gruesomely dispatched yeah. in some fashion.
1: So we're all out of red coats now. So we're it's all just, out of, yeah.
0: exactly, we're all out of ensign, yeah, random Anne, red top. Fucking
1: Anne. Capable and bandages.
0: Clive at this point, look, obviously, this has all been very uh, quick. Yeah. But, you know, you build that up to the point where, fuck, you'd Cl- yeah. be feeling it. You'd be feeling Clive's yeah. absolute stomach drop. Clive's
1: out. now in a situation where even if he gets out of that, he's not really ever leaving that.
0: Place. Yeah, he's not ever going really to be, he's going to be less a Clive and more a dead. <laughs> he's not a Clive, he's dead. Nah, it's not really good. Glad. Dead or a Clive? <laughs> yeah. That's what I was trying to get to. Dead yeah. is the Dead or a Clive? Yeah. is dead now. You get it? Yeah. You get it. I <laughs> mean, really what, you're laughing. Silent laughs are as, as yeah. every bit as good yeah. as loud. As. Guys, leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I said the last member of the group is dispatched. I thought I can't write every death out because it's one of, of those ones where it's fairly horror movie standard. Where mm-hmm. I've got a big group and I'm picking them all off. Yeah, yeah, just for the minute. So I've picked a couple of good ones. Mm-hmm. So, at this point, the lights go out and they stay out. Yeah, oh, shit.
1: Darkness falls.
0: So, darkness falls. A fumble in the darkness and a spark of illumination light up Greg's face. Ooh. He's somewhere with Greg now. Yeah. He swings it around so we get to see what he sees. So, we're only seeing, given that all lights are out, full stop. And we're only seeing what his phone torch illuminates. Yeah. So, it's a decent torch, you know, Most. Mm phones are these But at
1: this point we know he's got his face still so he's one up on a lot of other characters.
0: Yeah, he's still he's still definitely plus 1 in the face department. Yeah, he's he's
1: um, he's he's winning the face game.
0: Yeah. I mean if it was about faces at this point, he he's definitely not in last place. No, definitely not. He's, he's definitely not. Himself. He might even podium. Yeah. He's still got a chance to podium at this yeah, point for faces. For, for retaining faces. Yeah. Face retention is um is again just an often overlooked thing.
1: It's on my CV. Yeah, but it's not not actually. well. I've
0: got uh, you know me. I like to have um, sort of sayings and aphorisms around the house. You yeah. know, just to just sort see of...
1: our podcast proverbs of Dave and Joe.
0: <laughs> exactly. And uh, but yeah, so above my door every day, I leave my, when I, I get up and um, get ready for work, and I leave my house. Then above mm. my door, like in an arch, yeah, it says, um, "Don't forget to come home with your face again today." Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and so far, I have always remembered it's to come working. home. Your yeah, exactly, works. and I think keep keep your face. It's definitely a great piece of advice.
1: I've always said about you: there's a man who who knows to keep his face attached. Yeah, always said that, about
0: you, right? Uh, he's always got his face on. Yeah, he's he's always always got, got his face. face on. You never
1: see him with it off. It's firm. I can't even see how it even come off. Yeah, yeah. Spark of
0: illumination lights mm-hmm. up Greg's face. Who we're now following. Last we saw of him, who was just ran into yeah. wherever. So he swings it around so we can see what he sees, only that which is illuminated by his phone torch. So, cue classic scary sequences where we uh, where he finds himself in a long, wide vault and realizes that it's dripping slowly on his clothes. Shit. As he continues down the vault, he gets a sting on his hand, which we realize after a few more is actually the moisture that's dripping onto him. Must be acidic. Yeah. So, like these vaults are largely underground, yeah. so you know they do get it's moist. The further down you get. So checking out his clothes, he discovers little holes burning through from the drips here and there. Shit! He starts running in panic down the vault and as the far wall hoves into view, we see that it doesn't actually have a doorway. It's just a flat wall. Mm. His hands and his head are starting to get burns now from the drips and in vain he looks for any shelter from it before eventually giving up and starting to run back the way he came in order to get Mm. out from under this uh, sort of acidic drip. Yeah,
1: because he's in a worse situation now.
0: Right. Although he does still have his face. Of course. So it's getting worse and worse, so that his exposed hand holding the phone actually has flesh burning in front of him, and some of his outer clothes have become quite tattered quite quickly as the acid has started to build up, panicking as he reaches the other end, only to reveal the wall he came in through has no door either. What? And as he screams and beats the wet walls, we see flesh pull away from his hands. Oh, no. And... Do- and <laughs> And during his, I'm about to get melted alive screaming, Mm -hmm. we cut back to Peebles. Oh, shit. So there's now three lights illuminating Peebles, Clive and Marlin, each Mm -hmm. of their phones. So I think essentially we get a series of scenes of them moving very slowly down the sort of tunnels. Because it's all pitch black and again, only the phones. Uh, And again, they also have decided to try and follow the power cables in the hope that they lead somewhere. Mm -hmm. As they're passing certain vaults and doorways... The group are treated to a sequence of nerve-jangling compositions each time one of them shines their torches through a doorway. They briefly illuminate some glimmer of something that came before. Brutish, hunched men at work with grim-looking tools, cadavers wrapped loosely in bloody sheets, a filthy, toothless child screaming, and so on. So, I'm thinking, like, Mm. as I described, there's all these doorways and they're kind of shuffling along, not really sure where they're going. I can't really see where they're going. And every now and then one of them shines their torch, like, across one of these doorways. And we kind of get it almost lights up something that isn't there, but was there, or maybe, you know what I mean? Something horrific, but none of which are sort of directly interacting with them. Yeah, I gotcha. As their torch has alighted on this last screaming child, the child stares right at them. And as it does disappears as one of the lights, one of the work lights, suddenly flickers back on. Just one. And as it flickers back on, they see that they're actually no longer in a corridor, but instead they're in the middle of a vaulted room. And in the flickering half-light, we can see they're surrounded by about 12 men of all sizes, all wearing the torn and riveted in-place faces of each of the tour group and the surveyors. All still streaming blood down the filthy, almost green skin of their wearers. Yeah all staring at the group, including one the one wearing Anna's face, which is such a mess, the eyes are obscured. Oof. After we've had a moment to fully appreciate the horror of the people surrounding the three of them, and Peebles has managed to point out the actual entrance to the stairwell that leads to the exit, which we've been looking for, is behind some of the grim figures, the lights drop out again. The film climaxes with the three of them headed for the stairwell doorway, and I think probably only Marlin makes it, I reckon Peebles and Clive get messed up. Clive, I think, has some sort of episode having seen Anne's face again, Mm. albeit on some ghoulish face, and therefore having been responsible for her death. Anyhow, all up for discussion. There's a lot of gaps due to time and such, and ultimately there is a whole load of stuff I could have gone into with the history and the types of people in industry that were there, but I've tried to stick to the major notes for some semblance of brevity.
1: Nice. That's very, very good. (laughs) Creepy as fuck.
0: My name is Robert Durst. Welcome to Act 4. Kill them all, of course.
1: Thanks, Bobby. And I think that's a wrap on Robert Durst, everybody.
0: (laughs) No more from Bob, please, uh, producers.
1: Cheers, mate. I would say my straightaway idea for the last shot if you'll indulge. Yeah,
0: no, because I left that wide yeah. open for um, input and thoughts.
1: I love the idea of Clive fucking just crashing in on himself the way, the fact that he's, <laughs> that one of the faces they're wearing is the most distorted one is one that he did. Yeah. That's awesome. Peebs um, fucking bite of dust is also awesome. I would quite like the idea, I I'd, me me if I'm wrong in this, that Marlon makes it through the room, makes it into the light of the day. Yeah. Puts his hands on sides each side of the opening falls almost falls out of it Ooh, almost gets scree- out. screams in like oh my god and then you see like a big nail rivet just come through the back of his head out of his mouth
0: oh yeah as his
1: body just gets pulled back into it that would be and cool. that's it. yeah just snap yeah through his mouth Gush of blood done
0: a lot of the detail that i started with and then mm-hmm. sort of took out because it was getting too much was around how the vaults originally when they were built it's a valley in the center in the oldest part of Edinburgh. Yeah. South Bridge was built to cross that valley. Oh, cool. Now, in the valley was the poorest part of the city, yeah, which yeah. is saying something because it was all pretty fucking grim yeah, and poor. Yeah. And these vaults, they go down quite far. I think they go down 60 feet below, fucking you up. know, the lowest part, so into the earth and then obviously all the way up to mm. the, the height of the... Street level above yeah,
1: from the living rock itself
0: They were used initially For like Storage for businesses But then People started living in them They were involved with The sort of tail end of the clearances People fleeing the English yeah. So Irish And Highlanders And stuff Would yeah. shelter in there that's some grim um, the There's rumours, although I think it's probably untrue, but for for sake of horror, we'll say it was true. For this is that um, bodies snatched, bodies were kept in there, and oh, but fast. there was also industries at times. So there was like smelters and yeah. um, cutlers, people that made cutlery, all yeah. kinds of weird and wonderful like little cottage industries going yeah, on. Yeah. So so there's a lot, and then a lot of people did live and die there, and then it was all sealed up. So you could take that any which way you wanted and say people were sealed in or whatever. But the bridge was genuinely considered to be cursed because basically when it was unveiled, it was due to be unveiled. And for the opening, one of the big judges in Edinburgh, his wife was going to walk across it on the opening day. And instead she died a few days before so they carried her dead body across it instead. Fucking but because up. everybody was all superstitious and sort of ye olden times yeah. about it, I think a lot of that then informed the subsequent history of the vaults and how people thought about I mean, them. And talked to be fair,
1: them. I, I... But
0: they're considered... Yeah. People that believe in that kind of stuff they're considered to be one of the most haunted places yeah. in Britain.
1: I mean, I and I don't mean this as glib as it sounds, but that's almost like carrying somebody over the threshold of a marriage. It's like a blessing of it. Mm. If you did that same thing with a partner who died before the wedding, that would be looked upon as an odd thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Superstitious or not, that's like that's that's pretty <laughs> yeah. pretty dark way of reacting to tragedy. Though. Yeah, and um, to be like she's making it across that bridge from hell or high water. I can see why that's led to a sort of a morbid view of the
0: place. So you can go, you can visit the vaults without actually visiting the vaults proper. Yeah. There's um, a bar called Bannerman's Bar, which I used to go to a fair bit when I lived in Edinburgh, which has like a gig room off to one side, which is an actual vault within. So it's in, it's in the underneath the South Bridge. Um, It's so you can get in and see what they look like, albeit a small one, without having to actually get into the vaults proper.
1: That's awesome. Does it, it. I did it, it work? That pitch? it, I think it work? I think it, it worked. Have enough in it? I think it worked a lot more than you think it did. Oh. I I would rate that as a very very strong pitch. It was a very nice change of pace for us. I can't think of the last time we've had one quite so splattery as that.
0: I haven't got any names. I, I didn't. Again, I ran out of time. and literally oh, finished writing this about me half me. an hour before John arrived, folks. Uh, um, it doesn't
1: show, it really. Doesn't. I apart from um, that, it didn't end.
0: I mean, I don't want to be too blase, but yeah. there's not a lot then for whoever wants to... It's just mopping it up
1: after that, that point.
0: Yeah. How do you want to contrive Moreland getting out and Clive and, and people's getting killed? Yeah, I agree. You know, I think, you're absolutely, I think you're you know, absolutely... Up like... to you, the audience. Yeah. I, I, I've i done the heavy lifting for you.
1: I <laughs> did come up with a name in it, but I'm not sure it's a shit name or not. Go for it. Lowlands. Lowlands. Because it's Scottish. Yeah. And it is obviously Lowlands. I mean, the only thing...
0: <laughs> I'm not it loving it. Really... I'm not loving it.
1: I was going to say, the only thing I had thought of was
0: just calling it The Vaults.
1: Yeah, that worked.
0: Which I know isn't hugely inspired, but is it's quite a good name, I think.
1: Yeah, it's better than Lowlands.
0: Or Edinburgh Death Fest. <laughs> Edinburgh
1: Death um, Fest. Yeah, actually, that, that's not that's not a bad title.
0: Edinburgh Death Fest. Yeah, yeah, that's quite good. You could call it High Voltage... But spelt volts as in V A U L T.
1: Oh, I mean, I got nothing to say, but I understood it for the first time.
0: Oh yeah, okay, good, okay. What about <laughs> low voltage? No, I vo- love it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no voltage. No voltage. I mean, we all know we're going to call it the vault. Well, <laughs> we can play around. The with.
0: vaults plural. But yeah, I'm playing around with it. We yeah, might yeah. come up with something better. Look, have more faith in your own abilities, John.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I threw out Lowlands, and that came down
0: yeah. a bit like a bag of shit. Didn't yeah, it? Well, it was a bit of a, bag, a bit of a bag of shitty name, wasn't it?
1: <laughs> I should have said high voltage.
0: At least it was a pun.
1: Peoples and Joe.
0: Tour from Hell. Hell tour.
1: The faceless tour. Tour of faces. Oh yeah, like,
0: yeah. Uh, the vault of faces.
1: the Faceless vault.
0: The ironworks Stolen masks. Stolen faces hmm. high voltage faces <laughs> Underground Gallery of Masks The Cursed Bridge Vaults
1: The Mimic is all gold.
0: Twelve angry faces twelve missing faces Ripper face. face rip
1: Yeah face rip we don't Face Rip face off. Southern face, south face,
0: southern face. Oh, yeah, south facing, <laughs> self off facing, self yeah. off facing, <laughs> hey. face time, group face time. <laughs> yeah, it's good, it's good. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, good, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it.
1: That's it great. That one,
0: yeah, all right, maybe the vaults then. <laughs> <laughs> what are we are doing, do group
1: face time. <laughs>
0: Well, group FaceTime, I think, it's pretty <laughs> Winter,
1: close. Winter typed it in. Yeah, The Vaults is hard to beat.
0: Tweet us at Let's Make a Horror Movie, L M A H M Pod on Twitter, with any ideas for names for this movie.
1: Remember, it's in a vault. Yeah. I do, involves faces. Yeah,
0: if you can get to a different and better title than The Vaults, do have at it. Instagram us on, at Let's Make a Horror Movie. Mm. Email us at Let's Make a Horror Movie yeah. at gmail.com
1: stay safe out there folks
0: stay safe out there
1: short controlled bursts
0: (laughs) and fall back in teams yeah yeah lay down supressive fire and fall back in teams and we'll see you uh, in the next episode bye
1: bye
0: (laughs) let's make a horror movie everyone